Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, it's Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Welcome back to Season 16 of Executive Presence Morsels, and this is the Friday final episode of stress week. And again, a lot of this content uh, was sourced from a fantastic book called Hijacked by Your Brain by Dr. Julian Ford and John Wartman. And I will write a review on that and share uh, a link to my website where you can see that review as well as a link if you're interested in getting the book. Now, today, we're going to talk about something, um, you know, it came up by thinking about stress, but really it applies to any sort of wholesale change you may make in your life or how you deal with things. Maybe personality is a confusing word, but um, let's just say how you roll through life and how people perceive who you are and what happens when you make a change. And I'm assuming a change for the better, especially in the realm of executive presence and dealing with stress that we've been talking about. How do people react? Now, some people will not like the new stressless not going to say stress-free, I'm going to say stress-less, right? Like you're having less stress, you, or actually what I mean by that is you're dealing with stress better, right? So you don't become, um, you know, as, as uh, um, you don't become uh, as difficult, things don't become as difficult for you when you get the stress because you've learned to deal with it in a better way. Now you would think, that everyone would be like, yeah, that's great. Joe, you know, you're not as much of an ogre uh, when you get stressed out. Love that. You know, love that about you. Well, sometimes that doesn't always happen. It's odd. And even from those who are close in your family or really trusted coworkers, sometimes they don't, they don't like that improvement. And for a long time, I wondered why. And what I've come to realize is your relationship with another person forms a system, Right? Or if you want to think about it mathematically, um, an equation. Now what happens is systems resist change, right? A system wants to stay as the system. And for that system to change, right, there needs to be some stretching or growth, which in and of itself is painful, right? And if we just switch the equation around, when there is... Uh, you know, painful type of growth, then the system is going to change, but the other part of the person who's part of the system may not enjoy that or may not have wanted that to happen, right? Because you're deciding you're going to grow, but maybe they're not deciding that they want the disruption. Maybe they like things the way they are. So again, you've prompted the change positive one in your mind and hopefully everyone else's and you've embraced the pain but that doesn't mean everyone else is going to see it that way they may only see the pain and not the gain right not the gain for themselves i'm talking about in the context of themselves maybe they see wow that's great for you but where does that leave me now if this is very similar to how our bodies um, respond when um, a threat happens, like let's say like a virus or a, a foreign body um, invades um, your body, right? 
as a result, your body fights back, right? And there are these skirmishes and there are battles. And then a toxic environment is actually created before you heal or, you know, if things don't go so well, get sicker, right? But hopefully um, you, you get better, but that battle creates a toxic environment. So you have two choices, right? If, if you're making this change to have less stress, to resolve to stress better, and, and someone in your life that, you know, is, is not responding to that well and, and giving you grief, you have two choices, right? The first main choice is figure out a way to remove the toxin, right? How do you um, get them back? How do you get them on board with what's going so it doesn't become a battle anymore, but they're actually an ally. So that's one way to sort of remove some of that toxicity. Now, the other way, um, and this is equally as effective, is to just go back to the way things were, right? Go back to your old tricks, and now there's no fight, right? Because they're quite happy with the way things they are. So um, not here to say one uh, is the right choice for you in any given instance, but just to share the principle that, um, you know, you have to figure out a way to remove the toxin, right? So it's either getting them to join on board or two, for you to relent. So it's either them or you kind of thinking here. Now, um, the second choice you have, uh, and this is a harder one, right? This is not one that's always easily available. I understand that, is to remove yourself from the toxicity by exiting or managing contacts with that person. Right. And unfortunately, this happens a lot in, you know, family contexts where people are just like, well, you know, if you can't respect me or respect someone else in my family that I'm taking care of in a certain way, then you will not have access anymore or we will not show up at such and such event. In a job context, people vote with their feet. Right. If if someone on the team, whether it's their boss or someone else, cannot treat them right and it's such a toxic relationship, often as soon as people can, they vote with their feet, they find another role, and if it's bad enough, if it's bad enough, they may even quit without finding another job. And in some instances, that may actually be the right move for that particular person in that instance. I don't know, right? For everyone's scenario is different. There's no rule that anyone can give you. But in some instances, perhaps, just getting yourself out of that toxic situation um, and saving your your well-being and your and your you know figurative life not your literal life um, is more important uh, than having the security of that job for now so what I want you to do today is ask yourself if you make a huge change in your life to improve yourself are you prepared to have negative reactions from those who you thought would support your positive changes and have you thought about how you will manage that, right? When these, when and if these things happen, how will you manage them in a way that helps keep you moving forward instead of sliding backwards? Well, this was such a great week, even though it was filled with stress, because I got to spend it with you talking about stress and the, the wonderful information from Hijacked by Your Brain by Dr. Julian Ford and John Wartman. Next week, we're going to lighten it up a little bit more, and our theme will be monsters. Well, thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else 
matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Imagine this scenario. The good news is you've been promoted and now you have a team to manage. The bad news is you've been promoted and now you have a team to manage. Managing other people can be a little bit like parenting in that there's no manual on how to do it and often you can get different results depending on who happens to be on the team. And there's few challenges more difficult than having an insubordinate subordinate. And some people may think the easiest way is to just fire them, but that often doesn't speak well to your leadership and it isn't always within your power to do so. So in our next Connection Counselor Workshop on February 23rd at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to tackle how to handle this tricky situation in a way that holds people accountable, gets good results, and also keeps high morale with that person and also with the greater team. If you're interested in joining us, please register. You can sign up at www.joquanjo.com slash workshop. See you soon. Welcome back to Season 16 of Executive Presence Morsels. This is Episode 156. I promised you uh, in our last episode that we'd lighten it up and we'd talk about monsters. And so this whole week, our theme is vampires and what vampires can teach us, uh, metaphorically or figuratively speaking, about leadership and executive presence. Now, this is one of those topics when I was coming up with it, I was like, eh, maybe I don't want to do this, but you know what? I'm just going to go for it and maybe you'll like it and maybe it'll be enjoyable and maybe you'll hate it. Um, but I'm still going to do the same thing, which is to try to deliver, you, deliver to you helpful, insightful executive presence concepts in five to ten minutes. And if you don't like it, we'll have a new theme next week. So I won't torture, with, torture you with it. Um, unduly uh, at a, you know, at a too long, <laughs> a little bit tongue tied today. And anyways, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel. So.